0: Minus three with Dave Damaschet. Hi, and hello, sports fans! I got great news for you. Another hot sports weekend is upon us. Here, or just about close enough for us to jump in on it, and make our picks, help you do the same. If you wish to, you can fade us. You're welcome to go either way. We're not uh, too picky about that. We do ask that you bet along with us. FanDuel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. Follow all the fun on social media at minus three pod and make sure you're following all the fun on the Extra Points Network. All the great shows, of course, and bet along with us. Challenge yourself in the weekly NFL pick'em, the bowl pick'em is uh, is approaching here, so on and so forth. You do that, extrapoints.com slash arcade. And with that, let's jump into the weekend. So much to kibitz about here. Specifically, I suspect we're going to talk some uh, some pro football here with Eddie Spaghetti behind the glass and our guy, Kevin Hench. What's the poop, fella?
1: Oh, my God. I, I was wondering uh, on my drive home uh, from Jinkies just now, if if you guys have ever had this happen, where in the course of watching your team win a football game, you drank more beers than your team threw forward passes
0: <laughs> it has never
1: happened. It's never that has never been landed in competition. Now, and by the way, not even drunk. That's how few passes the Patriots threw on Monday night. Um, in that bizarro game, that did you only- love
0: it though? I know you love the result as a Patriots fan, but did you enjoy? I don't know, aesthetically, was, philosophically, was, uh, whatever. A lot of complaining for uh, shockingly on social media. Some people
1: didn't enjoy it. It was pretty hard to watch. I mean, uh, I don't know what the message is to the kid. Uh, you can only lose this game. Why not have Brian Hoyer hand off? Like I don't know why like it's like who's the better hander offer? Hoyer's been handing off real nice in in practice. I don't know. We should give him the first team handoff reps. And like what did they see in pregame where they're like, "Oh Christ, Mac Jones is going to throw the ball to the other team. Like we can't we can't throw any passes." Then I think at a certain point it became an ego thing for Belichick. Like he's like, "Oh, I want to do this like this." Um and and I don't know McDermott seemed to have a real bad game. Um, you know, to, to be gifted seven points in a game that low scoring, and 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 then at the end you, you've got you've, you don't have any timeouts. Like you have to get the ball back. You challenged a quarterback sneak. How often does that get overturned in the scrum anyway? Uh, I, know so- it's,
0: I know every game you can break down and say, well, if that play had gone this, it had gone the other way, but. I mean, the thing that, the, the big takeaway was, I don't know if that's on McDermott specifically, Dable specifically, or Josh Allen, but, or some combo, but it was pretty obvious. The answer for the bills was in the second half, run number 17, stop yeah. the, stop the middleman of turning around and handing it off to another human yeah. being, have the six
1: foot five uh, bull run over some of those pages. Yeah, six65 250 nimble, uh, you know, and, and, Every time he rolls out, you know, you're like, oh, shit, this is problematic. Every time he hands it off, you're like, not problematic. Every time he throws on a straight drop back, not problematic. What's problematic is that guy in space making defenders make decisions and then trying to tackle him. So, yes, Josh Allen should have had a Lamar Jackson stat line in that weather for sure. uh, But they went the other way which was delightful for Pats fans. Uh, But you're talking about bad coaching. What is Patriots backup, tight end, blocker, Nikhil Harry doing on the field on a punt? By the way, why is anyone trying to catch a punt in that weather? That's right. Only bad things can happen. Um, We talk about about, you and I,
0: Hench, you and I have connected on that for 20 years now it is hard to fathom obviously these people are better athletes than uh, 99.99% of human beings that have ever walked the planet earth but they're professional athletes getting paid giant heaps of loot how is it possible that they make the some of the decisions they do i know it's uh, you know it it's instant to instant but still why the hell are you even going near that ball harry why why what, what's the upside to that It makes me crazy.
1: What's 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 the thought there? So, so he returned punts in college. Did they, you know, this was obviously a a weird formation based on the situation. Like they're basically like, who knows this punt could go 30 yards or 80. (laughs) So we're going to have this staggered return man formation with Gunner and Nikhil both back there. But like, were you doing this in practice? Did you did you anticipate this moment? Because Nikhil Harry's uh, approaching this ball, like, not just that he's never fielded a punt, but he's never seen a football. Like, he, it, it misses him once miraculously. Like, how it missed him the first time, but then he just stumbles so that it hits him the second time. You're like, yeah, this looks like a guy who, who hasn't fielded a punt in a very long time. And by the way, when you see the digs drop in the end zone, Based on how much the ball is moving when it's in the air that long, don't field any puns. This is like, this is insane. Anyway, uh, delightful result, hard to watch. Needed a few beers to get through it, um, but there there the Pats sit the I loved it. I don't understand. Fancy. I
0: know people have to complain about whatever's in front of them to to feel whole. That's the way the twenty first century goes. But I, I mean. Is it really? Is it I, not only is it not a terrible thing? It's a great thing for a football game to stand out because of inclement weather. Belichick, True. the curmudgeon. I said on extra points to uh, to Sal and uh, Marty Weiss. Um, y- you know, Belichick, as we say, you know, I, has the stink of curmudgeon on him, and he was lucid enough in the post game to say, "This is a game you guys are going to remember for ten or twenty years." Because it's different. It's yeah. What, what, what a, a fun game that was to watch. I know are stakes for the Buffalo Bills and playoff seating and everything else, but also they play in, in Buffalo, New York. So,
1: well, um, yeah, it is funny that they've built a perfect dome team and they play in Buffalo. True. Uh, but but uh, speaking of post game, I know athletes don't like to get asked, hey, man, did you suck out there? Were you were you fucking terrible? Did, did I did my eyes lie to me or were you terrible? Of course, they're going to bristle. But it is a completely valid question to say, were you embarrassed that you gave up 222 yards rushing to a team that you knew was going to run the ball every time when a team has to run the ball with less than two minutes left and they want to make the other team burn their timeouts? They average six inches per run in the NFL. Look, you can't run the ball in the NFL with no threat of the pass. That was embarrassing. The correct answer, Micah Hyde, is not. I could beat you up, uh, concave chest reporter. It was like, yeah, that was that was tough to take. You know, they they moved they pushed us around, and we got to do better. I got to tell
0: you, man, you've been in those locker rooms. I I, I am I'm a little conflicted about it because plainly when I have gone around and asked guys before the Super Bowl if this is a must-win game or telling them, hey, I just want you to know, I I heard you say earlier in the week that no one outside the locker room believes in us. I want you to know I do believe in you, so I don't know if that trips you up or not. So obviously I'm satirizing shit heels who go go and ask players questions that are – the intent is to get some sort of a rise or to get uh, – a reaction out of them that's different than the standard sort of stuff. Um, but it's funny because all the complainers, are, you, there's nothing you could say. You could say, like, I like the color blue and people will attack you on social media for for not shouting, disrespectful to green. Um, but also the other side of social media is you don't need actual virtue because you can just go and, and in defense of these millionaire football players defend their honor and say, out of bounds to ask a question like that after they just got trucked for, for three hours. Like, what is that the worst thing in the world that the guy asked that? I mean, it, he's maybe being a mixer, but he, but it is a legit question. I mean, said. there
1: were plays where all 22 guys on the field were in the frame on your TV at the snap and they're still getting 7 yards like it it was it, they, they they dominated them it's funny you know uh in high school football spaghetti did you play high school football okay what so do you think what do i did i assumed so what just, position um, were you spaghetti guess linebacker i think you've told me before yeah. right
2: nice good memory
1: okay yeah. so spaghetti you know and i mean obviously uh, everyone's seen these like your playbook In your playbook, when you're learning your responsibilities, every play is drawn so that every guy um, successfully executes his block. And then the tailback has this long swooping line. He's taking it to the house on every play in your playbook. Like everybody just blocks their guy. And then Troy Wilmot on my high school team, he'll just take it to the end zone. Oh, okay, great. Well, it's going to be great. You know, it's like – and then the first thing that happens is you come out and you go, hey, coach, they're not lined up exactly like they were in our playbook. Uh, which one of these two guys do I block? Because it's not lined up like you drew it in our playbook. And then the second thing is, uh, yeah, three of us are going to get whipped on the snap and Troy's going to get hit in the backfield. That's the reality. In the in the Pats-Bills game, it was like – uh. How is this happening? Not only are the is the O line winning their all their blocks, but the unblocked guys, the safeties and li- the, the, the safeties and linebackers have crept so who no one's blocking them and they're still not making a tackle. It was confusing. You're like you're you're playing, you know, seven on nine and and still ripping off chunks. So it, it was it was nuts. Um, and it and was there, fun. How about
0: that? We, you will. The one thing I can tell you is, even if you hated it, you're gonna remember it. Yeah, you're better or worse, you're, that game will yeah. be remember that weird one when it was super windy and the ball, uh, Stefan digs. I mean, that that play defines it more than anything else to me. I mean, that ball that he could barely even track it to get a hand on it in the end zone, and he's you know, one of the yeah, it's li- the it's landing. When-
1: in his bread basket essentially. And he's trying to figure out which shoulder it's going to come in over. Cause it's, it's, I mean, those, the short field goals, you know, folks field goal that looked wide left. And then it was like, that might go wide, right. It like starts and you're like, Oh shit. He hooked it. Wait a minute. He sliced it. it no, it was nuts. But that said, I'm still such a crazy fan of play action on first down. And a really big fan of play action on second and one that I kept being like, oh, they're primed for it now. He's, they, they, they are not. This is really going to work after 40 consecutive runs. Boy, are they set up for play action. It's like nope. You,
0: you know? don't need analytics to for play action that to validate play action working, even if you're not running the ball very well. The only uh, because it requires Eddie Spaghetti as a linebacker. If another person in close proximity to you, let's say 15 feet from your person, turns around like that, you are required to react. You cannot just ghost it like, nope, he's never going to get it and go about your business. You, you are forced to react even if You think there's a one percent chance, right? I mean, it's as simple as that. There is this thing when people do like, well, but they don't run the ball well. Like, so what? If he's pretending, if if there's a chance he's going to hand
1: it off to him, you still have to try to tackle him if he has it.
2: You react because you don't want to get caught on film not doing your job. That's the worst feeling in the world.
1: There there was this legend in the old west. I don't know what movie I saw this in, but there was uh, maybe one of you guys will remember. But there, there was this legend that if there was a rattlesnake in a jar. And you held your hand on the outside of the jar, and the rattlesnake went with its fangs towards your hand, even though you knew there was a glass partition, you still would pull your hand away. Like mm-hmm. that you couldn't hold your hand there while the snake sunk its fangs into your hand, except it could it's in a it's in a jar. That's that's a linebacker trying not to go for play action. Like they're not gonna hand it off. It's like, it, I, I bit, I bit, I thought the snake was going to get through the jar. I, bit. I like that analogy. Put that in your next script.
0: No one right. remembers All what right. Western it was in anyway. It'll be okay. the Kevin Hench theory right. for, for play action effectivity. Um, effectivity. As I, did I invent a new word? I'll tell you this as we jump into now. Look, That's our look back at week 13. We're kind of in between. We're recording midday Thursday. That means we're a couple few hours away from kickoff in one of the Twin Cities, whichever one it is. Um, still weird decision that the, the the framers of that city or those cities couldn't just come to an agreement. How bad was the rift? It's like, nope, we're not teaming up with you, St. Paul, right back at you, Minnesota, Minneapolis. We're keeping our, you're the same. Well, I don't understand what went on there, but we don't have time to investigate that. Um, but Steelers, Vikings, not must win technically both teams will play next week one way or the other and neither team is really fully out of the playoff picture if they lose this game but you're pretty much gonna have to come if not running the table from here on out with a loss tonight the most you could possibly take from this point forward is a loss I don't think we need to really deep dive this game because a giant chunk of people will be listening to it after the game is completed so I hope your team won unless uh Unless it was the Vikings, because my team is the Steelers. Well,
1: um, of, uh, Steelers, Steelers, who will either have won or lost or tied? That's how good they uh, are. Well, uh, they
0: tied the Lions. The Vikings <laughs> lost to the Lions. <laughs> <laughs>
1: oh my God, Mike Does Zimmer. That make us oh, worse if we Mike lose. They, Mike Zimmer. The, the Lions have already taken one delay of game penalty on the on the drive. You've taken a delay of game penalty with the clock stopped on the drive. Then prior to the game winning desperation attempt Goff is on the sideline with the play clock running talking to Dan Campbell. They are talking through this play on the sideline as the play clock ticks down and I'm looking at him like, "Oh, this is going to be close. This is going to be close." He's jogging back, play clock tick- ticking down. Oh boy, are they going to are they going to get another delay of game penalty? No. Why Mike Zimmer calls timeout. Mike Zimmer calls a timeout. Holy (laughs) shit. Holy shit, guys. It's only fair that we give you another little while to discuss your play while we figure out how deep in the end zone we want our DBs to stand. Like, what a colossal firing offense on both fronts from Mike Zimmer. Never should have called timeout. Keep the pressure on them with the play clock ticking. Also, what did you do in that timeout? I told the guys to make sure they don't get beat five yards beyond the end zone. I, I, it's, the guy jogged into the end zone and turned around. It's insane. Anyway, I wish I
0: could chime in, but I have to recuse myself from any Vikings jokes in case you're listening to this and those Vikings just beat the Steelers. Then, then it won't be so funny. Well, no, because- but I
1: was I was looking at the the, the projected first round picks. And they've they've got the first quarterback off the board, Pickett, at 15. Mm-hmm. And I was like, ooh, the Steelers are getting perilously close to not being in that 15, 16 uh, <laughs> range, which made me wonder, I wonder if Sheck is thinking about the future uh, at quarterback uh, along the three rivers. Well, I, I really
0: hate to indulge this again, because if the Steelers are, as we speak here, 6-6-1, six, six, and one, this is kind of a conversation about uh, a, a team going nowhere. But I will say this. You know, Sal mentioned it. Many people have mentioned it on Sunday night. That was the Steelers Super Bowl. If they lose to the if they have lost to the Vikings and you're listening to me right now or they don't make the playoffs or whatever, I think. That as a final act is is pretty sweet stuff. After number seven, all the inside noise from past, you know, from some of his old teammates um, telling him it was time to move on and everything else for him to do that in the in that moment in the fourth quarter, one last nice victory on his way out uh, uh, before he uh, heads over to camp. uh, Heads over to camp. All right, go make your snark. Go ahead. I loved it.
1: I've always said. If a team gets reduced to zero cornerbacks, you can't stop number seven. If a team literally has no cornerbacks able to play, watch out, watch out, because the ball is going to start to move. Deontay Johnson had one catch for 14 yards in the first half, and I was playing against him. I had the in most insane fantasy result. I was uh, The guru had me at 51% chance to win at halftime of the late games and I lost by 50. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not sure your algorithm's working CBS. Your Patriots won.
0: My, uh, my Steelers won, but you know, I, I, the the near future looks a little brighter for you. So to answer your question, um, I kind of gone back and forth on it as though I'm some objective uh, uh, observer to this. And it, it it hit me all of a sudden. What are you what are you talking about? Let let uh, Daniel Jeremiah indicate why Matt Corral is a slightly better fit for the Pittsburgh Steelers in twenty twenty two. If if both of those options happen to be there, or Howell or whoever else you want to talk about. All right, it would be great. It, I I I, I kind of was like, I don't want to hear about Kenny. Come on, Kenny Pickett to the Steelers. I, it would be great. What a fun. What a fun way to move after 18 years with this Hall of Fame quarterback. If they, if Kenny Pickett walked across the locker room and dropped the number eight jersey, uh, the, the blue and gold one, and put on a black and gold one, what a fun couple of years That's that would incredible. be. Now, yeah. my fear for him would be that the expectations from the Yinsers would be like, dude, it's a mistake. We didn't take Marino. We should take the Marino when, we, when he was sitting there, and we would have won all them Super Bowls. And now Kenny Pickett's going to make it all right. And it's like that—that yeah, that kind of generational fixing of things is—I is, I don't know that that would work out for the kid. I, I worry about you would have
1: won all the Super Bowls. Dan Marino won. Well,
0: that—that that game of what if that people play all the time. It, you're absolutely right. It's the—it's the like if I had a time machine, I would go back and kill Hitler. Like that would be noble, but no, you and all the people you're talking to wouldn't be here, of course. I mean, you would disrupt the flow of semen. Into your great grandmother's what? What are you scratching your face, spaghetti? I think it seemed like uh, yeah, I, I didn't. I'm not didn't, trying to work blue, but yeah, that's how babies yeah, are made. Well, x rated. And and do you think things wouldn't have? Think if Hitler was dead, then there wouldn't have been World War Two, and then uh, the your existence on the planet Earth is then by definition not uh, never happens, and so awfully generous to save the globe from Hitler, but at the expense of you. And your family lineage, right? Hey, and by so- the way,
1: anybody who's lamenting uh, missing the opportunity to kill Hitler, look around the planet. There's many, many opportunities. Holy shit, <laughs> is the globe a dumpster fire of autocracy? Copycat league and Cop- fucking concentration world. camps. Don't tell LeBron about the concentration camps in China. It it'll bum I him out. I don't get
0: why ever. I don't get why the half the world is against LeBron James. And so he's the issue with the, with, with, with society. But anyway, as far as I that goes,
1: LeBron, he's just wrong on China. I'll, I
0: agree. Well, he's we, a, I
1: don't know. It's our podcast sponsored, not sponsored by China. Right. I, mean, I
0: don't, I don't yeah. believe so. But um, as far as that goes, when people do that thing of like, Dave, the Steelers cut Johnny Unitas. Well, imagine if they would have kept him. Imagine if they would have kept him, then the Steelers dynasty of the seventies never happened. Same thing, uh, Dave. What if they had Marina What if Marina had been a Steel? Well, then the Steelers wouldn't have. The trajectory would have been different, and then you wouldn't have had the last uh, eighteen years. Yet, you've just enjoyed watching Santonio Holmes catch a touchdown pass and all that. History has changed. If you uh, don't, you guys watch sci-fi movies, anyhow. I would love that. You must now, be. Now let's delight. jump into the next.
1: What week. a delight you are at the bar. Hey, I, I, I like what if. This I'm an just- interesting hypothetical. Fuck off, man. The whole world would be different, idiot. <laughs> oh, I, know, I like what ifing stuff. I'm here to
0: champion what ifing stuff. I'm just, just telling you what the rules are. I just. If you didn't see, in you didn't see,
1: Terminator. Time uh, travel get it's, it can get messy. I just thought Marino to Lewis Lips. I was just trying to say it could have been fun. I'm sorry. <laughs> so
2: maybe, maybe I am holding on a little too y- it. I was just going to put a cab on this Kenny Pig conversation. He was just nominated uh, for the top three for the Davey O'Brien Award, along with CJ Stroud and Bryce Young. So uh, fingers crossed that he wins it for you, Shaq.
0: Well, listen, he's not going to get the Heisman, but uh, I mean, it's pretty clear Bryce Young's going to get that. But still a banner year that will be remembered for many moons. And I think it would be fun if, like I say, he had 15 or so more years playing in that same stadium. If for no other reason, the narrative would be great. If he, hey, if I know he we're
1: going we, to look forward with our picks, yes. but uh, Spaghetti and I were looking back a little bit on the college games Um, while, while we were waiting for you, by the way, does this make you John Lennon that we have to fucking wait for you to get started here? That, that, that Paul Mm -hmm. and George are here and we're fucking, we're laying down tracks. And then we're like, Hey, when is the genius going to show up? You're no, 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 you're (laughs) no,
0: you're our McCartney. You're our McCartney. No question. I just want to be John Lennon. I want to be the problematic, sexy one.
1: Yeah, you are. Well, your, your punctuality is, is right on John Lennon. Perfect. Uh, as we wait for you, but while we were waiting for you, Hmm. we were talking about that Bama Georgia game and how, uh, you know, first of all, nobody can move the ball against Georgia all year. Alabama can't move the ball against Auburn. Um, suddenly guys are just in acres of space. Guys are open by 25 yards and then Kirby Smart's jogging off the, side, the field at halftime, and he gives an interview where he's laughing, and he's like, "Couldn't be in a better mood." And it's like, "Saban would be rip shit." And it's like, "Oh right, you guys have a buy into the Final Four, and you're playing like a team that has a buy into the Final Four, and the fix is always in for the SEC. You get it. You know your responsibility in this game is to lose, and your pl- your team is playing like like they've been told all week, guys." If we lose one game all year, this is the one to lose. Don't, don't lose it in a few weeks. That would be a bad one to lose. This would be a great game for us to lose. And they played just like it. And it, it was, I mean, it was nuts to, to watch, you know, as we were rooting for the Marcus Freeman National Championship, to just watch it slipping away from us in this non effort by the Georgia team. That, that Kirby Smart seemed fine with. Like, he's like, hey, man, Bryce Young's a great player. That is not the response that at, we need at halftime. We need you to at least pretend like you want to win this game. I don't buy this jive. Uh, the spaghetti has tried to sell me on this as I'm well. Gone, a lot of other people gone. out there
0: saying like, well, Georgia knew they were in, even if they lost. So, mm-hmm. so what were they playing for? Yes, Not not having to play this team again, the one team that can beat them. That's it. They don't want to play them again. Knock Shut them off know. here yeah. and
2: make this go away. But I think they they gave a vanilla. I think I look. If you want to say it's a conspiracy? That to be a deep dive into this Georgia Alabama game. But I think that they gave a very vanilla look on offense. They weren't calling blitzes on defense. And like I, it's like everything should I agree with. They just knew they're going to be in no matter what. They said, "All right, Bama, like you, you have to win. It's a do or die game for you. They're going to give their best effort. We're going to give a, a, a B, B- minus effort, and we'll just see what happens." And that's the reason why they're I kind just of relaxed can't buy there. that. That's but
0: what look, they want. Like maybe they, like, they should stuff look. Michigan's run game. Maybe they maybe that's what. But, well, I, but they wouldn't have done all the math.
1: Like we'll get Michigan and then we can stop that. Like that's just not. You've seen, but you've seen teams fucking come out like rabid dogs. Like this is life or death. And then you've seen that Georgia performance and you're just not going to convince me that they played like that was a really important game, that their season was on the line. They played like their season wasn't on the line. My analogy would be, you know, when, there's a rematch in a boxing match. Okay. So Boxer A won the first fight and they know there's a huge payday as long as Boxer A doesn't win the second fight. The, the big problem for both of us here would be like, if I win this fight too, no one wants to see me go 3-0. and oh. You know what would enrich us both is if you land a few more punches in this fight and then we settle it in in the in the third fight. I hear you. you're getting borderline conspiratorial though. I think it's the the
0: thing I will say about the final four and then we'll jump into some pro football talk for you, but um is a lot of a lot of pats on the back going around for the committee for doing the right thing and putting Cincinnati in there. If Oklahoma state scores on fourth and inches there, Oklahoma state is in there and Cincinnati's undefeated and ranked number five. And they're out again. I don't think they would have made it. And one more for you. It would have, if Pitt would have, wouldn't have lost to uh, Miami, then I, spaghetti was right five weeks ago. He's like, good thing that happened. Cause then you'd be really pissed off now. And he's right. Pitt wouldn't have even gotten up. They would have barely been mentioned. Even after whip and Wake Forest, it still would have been like, "Well, we're sending Notre Dame, right?" Like I would, I would have flipped my lid, and I might, and I might have just to make a statement, not because I'm angry with you specifically, Spaghetti, but because a strong message needed to be sent. I might have killed you. Well, to just, be honest, just, just to let everybody know, all the Irish fans <laughs> to be know to be on your side. How flight. angry I was, or to at least your- thrown up on you.
2: To be on your side for for once about this, if Cincinnati, they won the game pretty handily versus a, a solid Houston team, if if Oklahoma State won that game and they got in over them, I actually would have agreed with. I liked Oklahoma State. Uh, their defense has been great the last month of the season. They did not play a great game at all versus Baylor, versus Baylor's backup quarterback. They turned the ball over, like, what, four or five times. If they got in over Cincinnati, then I actually would have been on your side that that's not deserved. Like, they they should not have been in, but the committee got it right for once, I think, because Cincinnati's in, and they're going to give Bama a good game.
1: That play was like one of the great physics questions in sports history because. Oh, that's boy- fun. If you pause it right. right oh, when my God. The running back has so much more, you know, of uh, I can't remember my high school physics or, or much of anything from high school, um, uh, except for those plays where our tailback scored on every play. Coach, it is not going like you drew it up.
0: Because of he's the Virgin Islands Rastafarians, what the what right. they were selling you, the shake they were
1: selling you at around so the, the high school, I believe, like a vector in physics is you know basically like you you're going in a direction with this much mass and this much velocity, and so then the defender also has a vector and he's going in this direction with this much mass and this much velocity, and when you see the shape of the two guys, you're like, hey, running back. Don't make this a fucking Usain Bolt sprint to the pylon. Square those shoulders. This fucking little guy is not going to keep you from gaining 14 inches. He, you're going to carry him in the end zone. The only way you don't score is if you stay on this vector. You never bring your mass times velocity into play, and then you just lay out for the pylon and come up and in short, like, Oh my God, the replays. You're like, yeah, right there. Just turn your hips. Just swivel those hips. Well, like you say about
0: the, the hand on the glass jar with the, with the snake in it, it, I, I heard it a million times. Anybody who played the little league, you you don't dive at first base because you, you actually reduce your speed to, right. to make the dive. And yet, you know, Multi-millionaire, high-end baseball players do it all the time because you just can't. Really, it just make, doesn't make sense. It's counterintuitive that, like, wait, I'm got, I gotta get there first. So you dive for it. Um, the dive by the running back is what what did it. If he just keeps his feet, he would have he would have fallen over in, uh, at the goal line, right? Like the collision with his force would have taken him into the end zone. Yeah, it was the dive not, that ended it for him.
1: He's not gonna go backward when that little guy hits him. Uh, anyway, but, but, you know, uh, thank goodness, uh, it went down the way it did. I guess. Uh, Yeah,
0: it's fine. Hey, let's get to football. But as we get into it, see, here's the difference between me and Hench. Everything comes up. Hench Damashek is waiting for just waiting for the sun to shine on him at some point. In the meantime, drive my kids to the little ones to, to school. And it really is, you know, Mad Max on the way to Thunderdome or leaving Thunderdome, whichever one it is. Because it's the cars, like it's lawless around the school, all four sides of the school. Um, stop signs at every turn. There intersections, uh, grownups walking, you know, preschoolers, you know, elementary school kids in and out. Like just, just defying walkways. Walkways. Our, our walkway is is where we say it is, and you'll stop your car because I'm holding the hand of a five year old, which seems like not great parenting, and cars just wheeling around. Some cars stop. They're just in the middle of the road. to let the kids out. And they just say uh, they put their flashers on. And then from out of nowhere, another car comes from behind it, wheels around and all, all that kind of stuff. And it makes me crazy and it makes me frightened and everything else. And I don't like to get up on Mount Pius, but I had had enough. And a guy at one of the stop signs, I stop at the stop sign and he just makes without stopping at all in front of me. I'm stopped at the stop sign to my left. The guy comes at full speed and makes a left turn right in front of me. And that was it for me. So I pull up next to this character and I, and I roll my window down and my little ones are in the back seat. And I'm like, Hey man, you just went right through a stop sign. Like what, what what the hell? And now I'm trying to be good. I'm not, I'm not make using any, any curse words because the little ones are around and I don't want to, you know i don't know that dave damashek has uh, the ability to emasculate another fella but you know I, I i can choose some sharp words and make him feel bad but i'm thinking he's got his kid too don't don't know just say like hey man just Come on, stop at the stop sign, would you? So like, I did stop at the stop sign. Now I'm angry because now he's a liar. And now he's, he's calling me a liar to my face in front of my children. I said, I, I'm not a crazy person. I'm not, I, I'm not a, a lunatic who, who imagined you going through that stop sign. You plainly went right through it because you were in a hurry to get your kid here. And now I'm yelling. And now he's yelling back at me. I did not. So on and so forth. Um, and we proceed about our day me and the kids and we go and I drop them off. And as I'm dropping them off, they say like, uh, they say, uh, they're like, dad, that was mad. You yelled at that man. You yelled at that man. And, uh, and sure enough, um, I, I park parked my car and, uh, walking in our direction, uh, there's the guy, there's the guy walking with his, with his little girl. And, um, she, and, and he says, uh, and, uh, I'm sorry. My little girl says, uh, Oh, that's my friend right there. Look, 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 that's the, that's the guy who was you was yelling at and That's his dad. And I'm like, put your hand down, put your hand down. Don't, don't, don't do the because I'm a coward obviously, but also I don't, you know, like what am I'm going to have it out with this guy on the street. And she, she's like, but, but look, dad, dad, look, you see, look, it's the man right there. That's my friend from my class and everything. Um, and I dropped them off at school and I escaped the, face-to-face uh mano-a-mano shame and potential beating the guy would have given me if he would have recognized me and um i get in my car and i drive by as that guy's getting into his car and the bumper sticker is new england patriots i hate you hench Uh, after i kill spaghetti you're next
1: I i don't know how you're gonna roll stop into our pick segment you know, lawless, you're lawless uh, uh, people.
0: This is what Belichick taught well, you—a way to behave. That, that
1: reminds me of uh, of of a very very toddler Sophie, just just starting to say words, strapped into the car seat, yelling at me while I drove with my my normal vernacular. Stop saying fucking. <laughs> I'm like, oh, oh, okay. Sorry. Yeah, right. I forgot you can hear and talk. Well uh, little girl just goddamn
0: it, it was uh, said goddamn it this morning while playing with her dog. I was Like, God damn it. And well, this uh is and, a, Jean, and the little boy uh F-bomb. So this yeah, is a, so. this
1: is how I, I this is how when I knew Sophie was my my kid. She's in preschool. Okay, so it it, she's three or four. And Aunt Sue, who was her nanny as a baby, has opened a preschool. And now Sophie is is enrolled in this this crunchy preschool called Giggles and Grass Stains. So she's at Giggles and Grass Stains (laughs) with a bunch of kids whose parents would send them to a school called Giggles and Grass Stains. Mm -hmm. And Aunt Sue is walking the kids through the rules of this great game they're about to play and making sure all the kids understand exactly how the game is played. And then Sophie says when are we going to play this fucking game I keep hearing about? <laughs> and when Sue reports this to us, I'm like, yeah, yeah, that, that tracks that. You I giggled did, that, at that, right? Yeah, we of course I giggled. Uh, But more recently, uh, my little, my darling little Gigi, this a great moment, a little bit like what you went through uh, in terms of kids, kids recognizing and reaching out to another kid, so, Gigi uh, yells across the street to her friend. She goes, "Hi, Casini! Hi, Kaysenie. Um, And and then I look over and I see the, the 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 little kid and the mom. But the kid doesn't give any response to to Gigi saying, "Hi, Casini!" Now, Casini and her mom are Asian, and this kid and her mom are Asian. Everyone's masked. But I go, oh, oh, poor Gigi is getting getting iced by e. Um, Let me smooth this over. Hey, hey, Casini, e. this is Gigi. And we're getting closer and closer and closer. And Gigi goes, that's that's not Casini, e. That's not. <laughs> I'm just yelling at a terrified kid. Hey, Casini, e. Hey, this is Gigi. This is Gigi. <laughs> and she and her mom are like, I don't know, don't respond to this crazy man who's who's uh, and, and then it was like, oh, okay. And now I see I see what you did to me, Gigi. I see what you just did from twenty-five feet away, but when we got to twelve feet, you realized your mistake, but I was all in.
0: I I hope the takeaway is spaghetti is that uh, you just shouldn't have kids. We we've given you many reasons now over the months, not to have kids. That's your latest installment. uh, There are only uh, two
1: choices and they're both horrible. So I don't know to (laughs) fucking die a lonely old man or have kids. They're both terrible. (laughs) Well, that's what
0: I've long. That's always been my, that's always been my rationalization for people who question like I kids. I, yeah, listen, long-term investment now a handful but when I'm 83 and have nothing else to live for, I'll live vicariously through them and they'll be there to take care of me. That's the point. That's why you have kids. It's, why it's like buying a stock or something,
2: right? Well, I could yeah. have them and just not, I just hire somebody to just drop them off at school to yeah. avoid messes like that.
0: Okay, good, yeah.
2: Oh, so somebody has uh, some fancy plans for where their career's taking them.
0: Let's squeeze in a quick break. all right let's get into uh where our career has brought us now and that's to make pro football picks for nfl week 14 again bet along with us uh fanduel.com slash minus three is how you do it and oh one more football game i did want to mention um the jimmy kimmel bowl is upcoming utah state oregon state get your tickets now sofi stadium worth the trip alone just to see the stadium i expect uh um, people to descend on Southern California at this time of the season. It's a good time to pay a visit to Southern California. The weather outside of today's rain has been just lovely as it usually is around this time of year. Um, Jimmy Kimmel Bull, by the way, shout out to Jimmy Kimmel. Uh, great stuff with his uh, live in front of the studio. Incredible, really as always.
1: Neat. And Norman Lear, you know, war hero. Uh, I was actually thinking, I, I sent Jimmy a great job email, and I was like, God damn, when check was saying the Beatles were a better dynasty than the Patriots, I should have thrown Norman Lear back at him. That's that fucking track record. Uh, the, the, longevity, the number of shows, number one, top 10, just, you know, dominate, you know, dominating a genre, dominating the landscape and still at 99, uh, out there taking curtain calls with Kimmel. Unbelievable. Um uh, you guys, this will be a. By the way, the dogs are home today because it's raining, so there may be a, a chorus in the background. But usually um, at work. Well, the dog like doesn't doesn't everybody just give their dogs to their dog nanny? Oh, I see. Uh, I, isn't that what but they were know? driving spaghetti's kids to school? Yeah. And oh, know good. The, the 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 dog au pair is here. To, to take our dogs <laughs> off our hands. You've and, uh, changed, Henge. Hollywood's um, changed. Uh, listen, so y- this would be, you know, and, and, and Sheck obviously knows, knows Jimmy better than Spaghetti knows him, but, like, this was kind of a tough one for me. I really feel like I – in chess, there's a term called zugzwang where it's the end of the game, and any move you make will hurt your position. You're not allowed to pass in chess. You have to make a move but anything you do will make it more likely that the other guy wins. So Sal and Jimmy put me in this crazy zugzwang where it's like, okay, I can either thread a pipe cleaner into my urethra and watch the Mets beat the Red Sox in game six of the 86 World Series again. I can relive the worst sports memory of my life um, or I just have to have the awkward... Yeah. I, I, sorry. I haven't gotten around to it. I heard it's incredible. You do understand that this is fucking Jackie Onassis watching the Zapruder film for me. Like you do understand, right? That this is not, oh wow. It's a, it's a four parter leading up to the moment where I had to call my parents to tell them I wasn't going to kill myself. Oh, that's great! Like, I'm glad. I I can't wait to hear the the fucking oh, and watching the clips, and then watching the the soft line drives finding grass in. Uh, it was nice when
0: Keith in, Hernandez it, and Gary Carter hugged it out. No, there, right? so
1: listen, hey, I I gotta say, you know, I I finally was like, look, I can't put this off any longer. I got to fucking grow up, man up, revisit the worst the worst night of my life, and and watch it, and then of course you watch it, and it's incredible. I mean you love Strawberry and Doc Gooden so much by the end, Keith, like you love these guys so much. They're flawed. They're sharing, you know, the childhood, the abuse. You're just like, you, you, and it was very healing for me to go like, to kind of like those guys to be like, well, now I've, you know, my team has won four. And looking back, I'm glad these poor sons of bitches won this one. I mean, imagine, if you had those guys and one, none, you know, and, and, and obviously the GM fucking, fucking it up immediately. But anyway, so, so I finally got around to it. I watch it. Obviously it's not a great co viewing thing for your partner. Hey honey, baseball documentary. No, no. Anyway. So your partner. Uh, so, so I finally get through it. And of course you have to tell your friends like, that was incredible. That was amazing. You, 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 you guys, you, you, made, you made me happy about the 1986 world series, this transformative viewing experience. But of course I can't do that without letting Jimmy know that I'm four months late to the party. I don't even know when that, when, I don't know when it came out, but I'm like, so I'm like, I'm admitting it was hard for me to get the courage to do, to watch, but I'm glad I did. Jimmy responds right away. Like, I can't believe how long it took you to watch it. Like, well, didn't I explain? Didn't I explain why it was so hard for me anyway? But with um, with the Jimmy Kimmel Bowl and uh, the the live, the live in front of the studio audience stuff, I can watch without uh, game six landing on my balls. So very, very excited about that. Well,
0: let me just say this to you. That's, I mean, that's outrageous double standard from Kimmel. Kimmel has never seen, and I respect it in a way, has never seen the movie Hoosiers. Because UNL, because Indiana beat UNLV, his beloved running Rebs, in the 87 Final Four. And in that moment, he swore off ever seeing Hoosiers and is stuck to it. So how dare he give you the business about being four months late? He's 40 years late to, to Hoosiers.
1: Well, you so, When he finally watches it, you give him what for?
0: Well, because you're kind of like, if you blur your eyes, you shoot about as well as Jimmy Chitwood. You know, I don't know in the clutch, I, but I would
1: definitely say more range, way more range. The uh, Jimmy pretty smooth anyway. Listen, the basketball I, I court; those courts were so small they didn't. I would have been shooting from the fifth row. I mean, imagine you got. What you have to picture with me and my range is imagine Reggie Miller playing in the Indiana high school final.
0: Yeah, yeah. Move over Steph Curry. Kevin Hench is the OG of uh, of deep three balls. All right, let's get to pro football, shall we? Here. For sure. um, and let's talk about the, uh, what is it, Zugzwang? Is that what it's called? Zugzwang. The Zugzwang Zug? of Baker Mayfield under center for the Cleveland Browns. And like I've <laughs> mentioned before and we will mention again, what's he supposed to do? Like he has to play because, you know, the Browns and 31 other teams, perhaps if, 30, if that one team that drafted him first overall in 2018 doesn't want him anymore, he kind of has to – get out there and play a little bit and guide this team to the playoffs. The issue is in doing so he's limiting what the offense can do and what the team can do. Cause he's, cause he's hurt. So there's no good direction for him to go. Baltimore Ravens come into town after a tough, tough loss in uh in Heinz field Browns lay in two and a half. Hench how will say you
1: on this one. Well, first of all, let me ask you if you can think of any analogous situation in NFL history where a coach benched the number one overall draft pick because the backup quarterback gave his team a better chance to win. Let me think if I can think of an example where the number one overall draft pick was benched by the coach in favor of the 199th overall pick. We've been saying it and texting it basically all year. Case Keenum gives him a better chance to win. And it, and it just, it, it's like, it's maddening. Obviously, Case Keenum's not Tom Brady, but Stefanski can't pull that trigger. And so we we watch Baker, <laughs> Baker at the rematch of the game where Baker just, the ball flew out of his hands. It just, the ball flying out of your right hand and, and basically giving the ball to the defense doesn't have anything to do with your left shoulder hurting you. Yeah, I, like, I don't know. They it's win like, that game. If if that doesn't happen, I I, I suspect they win that game if they it's, punch that ball. Even if they scratch out some points there. I agree. I agree. So, so. Uh, and it, but
0: it's very, it's very close in that division. The four teams are, I mean, you know, the Steelers' weird tie throws, throws that into their place yeah. in that division. If the Browns beat the Ravens, they have a great shot of winning the division. They really do. Look at their schedule. Look at the other teams in the division. The Browns beat, the, if they handle the, the birdies here, um,
1: you know, it,
0: it's that not Case insane Keenum. to think
1: that they win, you know, four more games down the stretch here. The, the Case Keenum victory over the Broncos, like the the precise game management, that if you're gonna play Baker Mayfield, that should still be the plan. You you know, they I think they like they were like, okay, well it's Case Keenum, so we're gonna a lot of lot of stuff underneath, a lot of screen passes. It's like, yeah, that should also be the approach with the shitty quarterback you're starting. That said, I believe that what the Steelers did to the Ravens and the injuries, that the Browns are going to win that game. Ooh, we're on the same page then. I am with you
0: 100% on that. I like the Browns. I think that they probably leave Charm City a couple Sunday nights ago feeling Kind of confident, like they let one get away. They were the better team that night, I think, or at least played them even. Steven now on home in a game they just absolutely got to have. And the Ravens probably licking their wounds a little bit. Some real doubt. I, you know, I know, shame the devil that based on the circumstance for, with J- John Harbaugh understanding that Lamar Jackson just straight up saved his job. People forget all the time, too, about that, that John Harbaugh was out the door. There was midseason. There published reports from Jason Luckin and for and other people that they had kind of mutually agreed this was the end of the line. This They were going to let Harbaugh finish out the year after a successful tenure. But they would reached the end of the road together. And Flacco got hurt. And they said, well, now we have no choice. We have to put the rookie in here, Lamar Jackson, the project. And then he rallied them and they went to the playoffs. And now John Harbaugh is still the coach there. So he's especially spooked by the idea of ever telling Lamar Jackson no. But, I mean, that's another head scratcher. We did a great podcast earlier this week with Brad Spielberger from PFF and over the cap. And obviously they're going to keep Lamar Jackson. But, man, oh, man, talk about fumbling the ball away. He fumbled the ball on that final drive and it rolled out of bounds um, and you know, the conversation would be a lot different if that ball stays in bounds and TJ water, whoever else falls on it. And it's like Lamar Jackson turned the ball over two more times in a tight game. What are we supposed to do about the entire franchise pivots on this guy? And he's, he's exciting and he's a difference maker, but sometimes he makes a difference in the wrong direction at the worst possible time. So I, I'm with you. And I think my point is, I think they're kind of scratched. I think some of the pass catchers don't know exactly. Um,
1: well, obviously situation. on the two pointer, you know, the window, the, the places you could throw the ball where Mark Andrews will definitely catch it are, are ginormous. It's a four yard. The ball's going to go four yards in the air to, to, to make him extend at all. Is is an insanely i and it's like you go well, TJ Watts in his face, like whatever. He's throwing the keys to his friend in the chair next to him. Like, this is not a difficult throw, but much, much like the game against Cleveland, like he sprays the ball all over the place. The ball, like half is incomplete. You're like, I don't know who the intended receiver was. He bounced past it between two guys. All right, so we like the brand. I, I mean, I get, I get, I get.
0: I, if I were the coach of Lamar Jackson and that quick twitch stuff of like, well, T.J. Watt, he, you know, he got him off his feet with the kind of the the turn of the shoulders there, where you thought he was going to take off and or he was going to throw a tick earlier, and T.J. Watt kind of left his feet. Uh, you know, who, who's who's Damashek? The question, Lamar Jackson's decision making in that stuff? but. Just play your foot and run the ball into the end zone for Christ's sakes! So, I mean, if that's him or if it's Day Ball or whoever else, like, don't get cute. The guy sprays the ball. Some throws are dynamite. Some throws are atrocious. Instead. Trust number eight to make two and a half yards in a big spot. There, spaghetti quickly. Your thoughts, uh, Ravens Brown? Uh,
2: I know I, I don't want to poop who the Steelers win, but it, it's again if the ball was a little bit closer to Andrews or if they just kicked the field going in overtime, we're feeling we're feeling what a little bit differently say about, about the Ravens.
0: The ball, I know, but You're my point those is those that
2: my, my I'm trying to say the anti-prisoner of the moment takes on the NFL. We'd feel a lot better about the the Ravens if, if that game went differently, which is a hardball coaching, coaching decision. Look, the Browns. It's hard to get the Browns and Baker Mayfield slash Case Keenum issues out of your head like how do you how do you back a team who is like well they're moving on from a quarterback eventually right so like the receiving core is not that great and and the, with the Browns obviously the running game is going to be the the, the thing to beat the Ravens coaching said is pretty good they know how to stop that and I still trust Lamar Jackson with almost a field goal two and a half points right now uh to win a, a close one so I like the Ravens in this one
1: okay well, hey, ladies, hey, spaghetti TV. spaghetti just so you know you don't have to poo-poo the Steelers. The Steelers bring all the poo-poo themselves. I, <laughs> don't have to poo-poo
2: the I just I just wanted to not offend Dave by saying that if the Ravens converted, like I just it was a good win, but it, you know it, no. It,
1: well, it, we texted about it. Obviously, I think if you if you're the team with Justin Tucker, uh, why are you not playing for overtime? Right. You have a machine who makes seventy-yard field goals. Did you think the Steelers were going to go the distance? I mean, maybe with the corners, but I thought that was a a, a bad choice. That's a great point. By Harbaugh. Harbaugh gets
2: praised for being aggressive, but you're right. I mean, Justin Tucker is the best of the it best. It was the
0: right decision to go for it, and it wasn't a good win, Spaghetti. It was an iconic one by an iconic quarterback in the history of pro football. Yes, Hedge. Uh,
1: the end of the the end of the poo-poo platter. The 20, <laughs> the 2021. Make a joke about how many poo-poo platters he's eating every week. Consumed. He was psyched because he had a reservation at Golden Dragon. Ah, So Ben was happy that game didn't go into overtime because he was going to consume 10 poo-poo platters. This is a huge
0: one for the playoffs. And, of course, FanDuel Sportsbook is willing to make it. In fact, they want to make it even bigger for you. Make sure you get uh, 30-to-1 odds if you're a new customer. Just head to FanDuel. You can win $150 on a $5 bet, including on... Ravens and Browns. If this one intrigues you, and it certainly should, make a same game parlay on this one. This is the beauty of FanDuel. It's not just the the easy to use and safe and secure and fast payouts. It's fun bets like the same game parlay. Get in on this one. You can go money line on this spread, touchdown score. I can almost certainly assure you, Nick Chubb's going to get into the end zone. Um, I think based on what we saw in Baltimore a couple weeks ago, you can assume that this one's going under. So there's the start for you there. And you know what? Join us and say Cleveland. And there's your same game parlay. That's how you do it. Just make sure you do it at fanduel.com slash minus, the word minus, the number three.
1: Cowboys
0: at Washington. One of the great rivalries, not as lustrous as some because the Cowboys in Washington aren't all aren't consistently in the mix for things this time feels kind of big surprise Zeke Elliott is I, I mean at some point who cares what the player wants. It's good for the team Zeke if you sit down this week we're in a good spot relatively speaking now. We're gonna rest you up because we think we can make a playoff run. Zeke Elliott says, like, no, no, I want to play every week. It's like, well, what are we supposed to do? You're supposed to say, sorry, Zeke, we're not uh, we're not gonna dress you, we're gonna take well, it by easy. By the idea. way,
1: in the same the same vein that Dalvin Cook is like, uh, yeah, I don't wanna let them see Madison uh anymore. Like, I gotta get back out there. Like, Dalvin's like, I'm fine, I'm gonna play. And you know, Pollard's better. He's better, he's a better option, he's explosive. Uh, you know, when, when he gets the ball in space, you're, you're more afraid as a defense. So maybe Zeke's like, yeah, I I don't, I don't, I mean, it's a weird thing with all NFL running backs, right? You know, the guy, the guy behind you, there will be no drop-off, you know? I mean, it's very weird, uh, certainly in fantasy too. The weird thing about the Cowboys is, you know, at the beginning of the year, we're like, well, we're going to have to hold our breath and see if, If Dak Prescott is Dak Prescott. And then he just came out and he's putting up these pinball. Like, he's like, Oh no, no problem. Making all the throws and they're just obliterating people. And then same guy, same leg, you know, you, you watched um, the Thanksgiving loss and then uh, even, even the win against the saints. It's like just a lot of throws where you're like, that guy was open. Mm -hmm. What happened? Um, And so, that said, Dak Prescott versus Taylor Heineke, you, you gotta like the Cowboys like that. You know, you think about where that number is now and where it would have been six weeks ago, and you're like, that seems like good value. The Cowboys uh, giving four a, a, against a, a team that's been playing very well, but uh, I do not think they they win seventeen fifteen for the third consecutive week. I, I like the Cowboys. Boy, I, I like that uh, point because I—that's uh, philosophically
0: the way I would like for to to regard a football season and the week to week. Because you can overreact if you only look at the most recent chapter. That's a great point. The Cowboys and Washington are—you know—devastating uh, injuries on either side. What you know, guys coming in and out of the lineup. But you're right. A month ago. The Cowboys, this would have been double. It would have been Cowboys uh, laying eight in our nation's capital, probably. And so there is value on the Cowboys. And I'm with you once again, there, spaghetti.
2: This is the easiest pick of the week. This would be my best bet of the week. The Cowboys minus four. Like, am I taking crazy pills that people buy into Taylor Heineke this much? Like, the seventeen points versus the Raiders. The the Giants. The New York Football Giants scored more points against the Raiders than than that team. Montez sweats out. Logan Thomas is out. Uh, you know, Dak Prescott is seven one versus the the football team in, in his career. They're gonna they're gonna wipe the floor. Then this is an easy easy pick. Cowboys all the way.
0: Ooh, look at Edgy Spaghetti. I like it. He's going to see his New York. Now football is this giants where would, We bowl. would
1: actually. We would just we would pause to allow our listeners to get to FanDuel to make this wager. Like, you know, we'll just kind of chuffa, chuffa, chuffa. We'll filibuster because this is a moment where we're in, we're in total agreement and and they should go to FanDuel right now.
0: FanDuel.com slash minus three, the word minus the number three. And, like,
1: and then we'll all celebrate our winnings together next week. When, when the Cowboys win this game by 14. I love it. All right. Uh here's another, I got another best bet. And oh I know God. it's a little, it's a little lame, but I I there they uh, the huge teaser came in last week because all the big favorites not only won on the teaser, but they all covered the big number as well. And then and this week, there there is just a there is a teaser that I how does this lose? Three team teaser. OK, you're teasing the Chargers down to zero, the Chiefs down to zero against the Raiders and the Packers down to two and a half against the Bears. What, how, how could any of those fail? I love it. And I'm going to
0: say everybody now within the sound of my voice. You've already got FanDuel.com
1: slash uh, minus three Minus uh, three is what it's minus called. All right, yeah, minus you, you three. Do it's a the word you do minus the, the number. Three. You do the you do the housekeeping, but so you you take them winnings that you should already be counting from your Cowboys victory minus four. Take those winnings that feel abstract right now and roll them right into that three-team teaser: Chargers, Chiefs, Packers.
0: I love it. It listen, it's it's Jake Fromm. Kadarius Toney is banged up. The Chargers are, this is it. They're on the cusp now of the big role. This is what I've promised you for three months now. This is the best team in a in a very murky AFC. I think that this is the team. I I stand by that back in August and even before that. The Chargers are going to prove themselves to be. The best team in the AFC going forward here and that will include a victory over the Chiefs in SoFi to secure the AFC West let's do a couple of juicy ones that uh, are on the slate here some good late games available to us a Super Bowl times two redo 49ers and Bengals You remember Joe Montana vanquished the Bengals not once but twice in the 80s well Spaghetti won't remember it because he wasn't alive yet but Hench and I do uh, the first one Montana and company in the <laughs> the soup in the uh, Detroit Pontiac uh, Silverdome what the hell what the hell did they make them play up there that started a bad journey for football moving the Super Bowls up to dome stadiums and frigid temps and then they rounded it out I think where was that game actually where did they play uh I should know this I'm embarrassed I don't I can't this think is of your more. expertise but I, I know I, I can't think of like where the, they played that game orange Bowl is gonna be my guess bay area I don't know no um, look that up if you don't mind spaghetti the 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 Super Bowl, uh, January of 89, Montana famously throws it to John Taylor, of course. Where was that goddamn game? That's bothering me that I don't know the answer to that. I'm going to go. You know what I'm going to say? My official answer is going to be the Coliseum.
2: It says the Hard Rock Stadium.
1: What the hell is that? Oh, it's Miami. I'm guessing Miami. Miami. uh, Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Well, your first guess was closer. Um, uh, This game will not end the way those two games ended. Uh, that, that result. And I got, I got very excited about the Niners for a couple weeks there, as I suppose we all did, because you're like the Niners are the Niners. And then that, that Seahawks result, just a stomach punch, like good Lord. And now, you know, you know, and obviously they're not going to give up a, a 73 yard fake punt for a touchdown, but you give up 30 points to, to a team that couldn't, couldn't move the ball against anybody. And now you're going up in class to a really, really good balanced offense. Who had a bunch of weird shit happen to it against the Chargers, and and I, think, I think they uh, win that game. I think the Bengals come back and win that game without the, uh, the score, the, the mix in, the mix in generosity. So um, I like I like the Bengals in that game, and and you know the Bengals are good. I, I think I think we kind of might agree on this also that that is going to be your AFC North champion. I think there's a great shot at it if you look at what they have left.
0: They have um, – this is a big one for them as well. Uh, The Browns need to play themselves back into the mix with a victory over the the Ravens. But I won't be surprised if by Sunday night the Bengals look like the team – like, oh, yeah, of course the Bengals. And the thing that's sticking for Sal and a lot of people is – um, they lost to the Jets. I can excuse that one, that a young team would be like, what, Mike White, and the Jets? So the way we're playing, we're going to roll that team, that they just didn't uh, bring their A game. Harder to explain the Browns whipping that they took, but – like you do when you submit your golf handicap, you, you you throw out your best and worst result. And I think that was just a weird, I don't know. I, I can't justify that one except to say 17 weeks is 17 weeks. I think the Bengals are closer to being one of the three best teams than they are to some sort of a fraud. I'm with you once again here, Hedge. I like the Niners. I'm saying Bengals at home as a getting points plus one and a half. I say, take the Bengals bills, Buccaneers. Feels like a scare. Like the Bills are in a weird little slide here. I have some good news on that front for you. Bills though, plus three heading down the the Tampa St. Pete area. How say you on this one, Hedge?
1: Well, it's a stay away. Obviously, that's 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 hard hard one to get my arms around. Obviously, that wow. yeah, well, Sal points out that is kind of a fishy line. Shouldn't the Buccaneers be favored by more? Well, I, I think in the same way in the same way that the Ravens aren't very good. And there, we're going to start to see that. And I told you five weeks ago that the Raiders weren't very good, and we we would we knew we were going to start to see that. Um, I think the Bills are good, <laughs> and and at some point we're going to have to see that. And uh, their season's on the line, and so uh, it's not going to be sixty mile an hour gusts uh, at, down down in Florida. And I I would take the the, the points and the Bills in that game. Um, the Bucs are a little weird. I don't know why they let teams hang around, and it, it does feel like they feel like they can flip the switch whenever they need to. And um, you know that that Falcons game, the Falcons hung around forever before the Bucs covered. And you know the Bills are Bills are a much better team than the teams the Bucs have been playing lately. And you know if the the, the Bills have a very easy. R- Road home after this game. That's right. That was my big message for you,
0: for concerned Bills fans, even if you're seven and six. Now, the division is probably gone at that point, but... It's not like you're gonna miss the playoffs. This yeah. a lot of people are starting to talk about that. Like the Bills are really strong. They might they lose here. Then what? They, now they're in that mix of all those wild card teams. Look at the rest of their schedule. That will uh, disabuse
1: yeah, you. Yeah, I mean, they've it's got Panthers, Falcons, and Jets. So you've got three bye weeks basically. And then you've got the rematch against the the Patriots, which, by the way, um you know, you wouldn't be surprised if they if they split the season series. But this week is uh is is a big one in terms of can you stop the bleeding
0: and by the and, way, who who told you to bet those Patriots to win the division? Dave Damashek, That's who. They're going to win the division now. Um, and by the way, everybody, including me, making the jokes about Patriots in Buck Super Bowl. Keep in mind before you get over your skis about where the Patriots are going. It's not to say they can't get to the Super Bowl, but keep in mind in 55 years worth of Super Bowls, no rookie quarterback has ever taken his team to the Super Bowl. So the 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 odds, history is at least against them there where the, where the bills are concerned. I want to pick the bucks because, you know, they're tuning it up, getting right for, for January and the bills just got embarrassed. And the reason I want to take the bucks is because of the nature of the loss. I think legitimately there's a carryover. If you play a a real physical game The Bills just got the crap kicked out of them, their defense, but because they got the crap kicked out of them, maybe they'll have to send a thank you card after all to the reporter who asked them basically challenge their manhood because I think they're going to have to prove that they are uh, that they're still rugged souls. And I think this slightly favors them. And then on offense, I think Josh Allen has a big day liberated from the winds and cold and otherwise. I'm with you on the bills. Look at how we're in lockstep. Spaghetti, you have any pushback there?
2: Uh, I am going to take the Bucks in this game. I I do agree with your point, Dave. You're saying how, like, Physical loss, they're feeling kind of demoralized. Obviously, you have the players yelling at, at at the reporters, and McDermott made some couple comments, so like, they're not really feeling. Then you have Tom Brady saying that this is the biggest game of the season for the Bucks. So it's like, all right, we just got the... Oh, uh, I didn't the, hear that he said that. Oh, yeah. I don't like that. So TB12 said that. So you have an angry TB12 for whatever reason, and then you have the Bills coming off a loss where they got pounded uh, by the Patriots, and, and Brady, that game versus the, the Falcons. I mean, he was just taking was given to him, like finding like Dinkin and Duncan, open in the middle of the field. Uh, I like... The, the box and Brady to at least win that game by, by more than three points. So All I'm right. going to ride with the, well,
1: with isn't the, the biggest there. game of the year always this week's game. I don't know that biggest game of the year. Yeah. It's a back uh, non-conference game when you've got your division clinched. It's a huge one. Um, but to the rookie quarterback thing, I was thinking about this, like, you know, part of, you know, the legend and the mathematics matches the legend that, you know, Brady, Brady took less money. Peyton Manning took all the money and that the rosters reflected that throughout their career and the Lombardis reflected too. like they were just the Patriots had better players outside of that one position. So while it is a big stretch to have a rookie quarterback go to the Super Bowl in the rookie year of his rookie contract, the math of saving so much money at that position and obviously the patriots went on a spending orgy uh, in the offseason it i wonder if we are moving because quarterbacks are more and more sophisticated coming out of college if we are moving toward a model where having a free guy at that position who is not hurting you while while he improves or gets better that it will be less and less aberrant to see rookie quarterbacks on playoff teams.
0: Boy, I, you know what? See, we're, we're in agreement again now. Now you've turned me around on this. You're right. I say 55 years of evidence, but of course, in 1972, rare was it that you put put uh, a rookie in at quarterback. It took him four years to take the field a lot of the time. So the phenomenon of the 21st century is, oh, well, we drafted the guy in the first round. Like, Obviously, he's going to be our starting quarterback. That didn't always wasn't always true. So 55 years is a little bit of a fraudulent thing to throw out. It's a good point. Of course, the Steelers got as close as you could get 2004, 15 and one. He had won 15 starts in a row, had Ben Roethlisberger or 16, including the win over the Jets in the divisional round. Barely survived that to catch your guys the following week. Am I right that that's the, yeah, that's 2000. Yeah, that's right. 2004. Right. January. I don't, year, recall, I don't recall. I don't recall
1: what happened in that game. I don't, I don't quite recall.
0: Well, I remember what happened and it was a shame, but I will say that it would be awfully sweet if the Patriots and their rookie quarterback at home in the championship game had their Super Bowl dreams dashed by a savvy old vet named seven. Now let's instead talk about the Rams and Cardinals and get out of here. Rams big spot here. I, I am sure. I don't have to check who's betting what I am willing to bet where everybody else is betting. I bet everybody's got the Rams in this game. There's no reason to think though, that the Rams should beat the Cardinals given what the Cardinals did to the Rams in LA a month or so ago, how they've survived even without their MVP candidate, Kyler Murray and winning games against good teams with Colt McCoy under center. I know it doesn't make sense, but the defense, that's one thing you got to give me credit for spaghetti. I backed off the Cardinals at the last minute, but I did say that defense is not going to stink. The reason they're, they, they're not going anywhere. Isn't going to be because their defense, um, is once again a bum unit. It, it they do have some difference makers on defense there. I'm going with the Cardinals given two here. How say you, Hench?
1: Oh my god. We this is the Kumbaya podcast. We got to send this one to the Smithsonian. I totally agree. Um we, you know, we talked about it here that Robert Woods thing. We said it was a killer when it happened and the tape doesn't lie. Like it's like that guy does so much and you can't – you just can't replicate what the blocking, the jet sweeps, the great receiver. And and then the other thing about the Rams, you know, and I know they ran it up against the lowly Jags. But that defense is not dominant. It's not a dominant defense. Like, people move the ball against them. And, you know, it's funny. When you handicap the Rams, so you've got you've got Kyler Murray's back, looks great, looks fast – and then you always have to figure in, okay, so you got this little tiny spread. The team playing the Rams is always gonna get an additional seven points after Jalen Ramsey's taunting penalty on third and long. He's Jalen Ramsey's gonna get a taunting penalty every game, apparently. This is his his goal for the season. He's he's a marked man, he gets one every game. He can't help himself. He has to straddle the prone receiver out of bounds and jaw so that the team gets the automatic first down, the touchdown. Uh, that's going to be a bit much against a good team in the Cardinals. Uh, the, the Rams, you know, they were, they were my Super Bowl pick and, and no longer are. Uh, I, I just, I don't think, I don't think they're very good. And the Cardinals, who I didn't think were very good for a long time, just are proving me wrong.
0: Well, I hope you got him when I said Rams Chargers at plus six thousand because that uh, that still is uh, has a real good shot of a relatively good shot of happening. But I'm with you. And I also wonder, again, as uh, for the umpteenth time, I'll remind you, it's actual human beings. Now, they're they are imbued with a self-confidence that can only come from being, you know, in the 0.001% best athletes on the planet Earth. But I wonder if it starts to creep in with McVay and the players and Stafford specifically is like, man, we are over leveraged for the future now. Like we bet like that pressure of how much that's insinuating itself into their brains like this is it. Like we got this is the magic year. We, We traded everything. We don't got no draft picks for another 17, 18 years after this one. So I wonder about that. Spaghetti, your thoughts on Rams cards? Uh,
2: more boring picks. I'm staying with the Cardinals here. The right. f- funny Rams stat, the, over the last month, Jared Goff actually has a higher pass rating than Matt Stafford. Uh, I don't know what that means, but he is Hi. ahead of him. Uh, and, you know, Hench mentioned the players returning from injury on the Cardinals. Obviously, Colin Murray being healthy is is a big one. People aren't talking about Chase Edmonds. like Him coming back, I know Jim Conner's been great, but this is the time of the year where you want your running backs healthy, and we've seen around the league every single running Back is pretty much banged up. So having Jim Conner, who's scoring at will, and then having a healthy Chase Evans to spell them both, I mean, that's just great. And right now, everyone, you know, is talking about the Packers and the Cowboys and the Chiefs and, you know, the Rams. No one's talking about the Cardinals. They're flying underneath the radar. They're in a great spot here, so I like the Cardinals in this one.
0: The Cardinals thing is great that they – like we said with uh, Spielberger at the start of the week, there's just never been a historical comp for this. This is the only team in football with as few as two losses and just nobody – everybody's just waiting for them to get out of the way. It's like – it's enough already. Carl. It's been cute, but all right. Can we step – can you step aside, please, so we can focus on Packers v. Bucks v. Cowboys – that's what everybody's pining for, and the Cards are, are remain the best team. If things run through Glendale, Arizona, man, that I don't like them up in Lambeau. I don't like them on the road in the playoffs. But if they only have to win two home games. If things break right and they get a decent divisional round game, man, now you're talking like show up for one magical 60 minute stretch against uh, you know Dak or, or Brady, and you know who knows if he can steal a game.
1: And is it only because he's wearing the ridiculous number? Or is James Connor faster than he used to be? Is it just an optical illusion with the dumb number? Like well, spaghetti, spaghetti calls him Jim, apparently. Uh, but, but Jim Connor like, or James. I mean, he's I, always been he's always been uh uh strong, but like he's like whipping guys inside the 10, like pulling away from guys. I'm like, who is this? Number six that that it, it's gotten.
0: I just have to say about it from from uh, the Steelers uh, side of things. People have belly ached and, you know, gotten into the the, you know, done the sliding doors thing and the what if stuff. J- uh, James Conner was not ineffective for the Steelers. It's not his fault that they um, that things went downhill last year. The problem was he. Couldn't stay on the field. Like he, he played roughly half the games available to him over his last two years. And in the games he did, it's a, listen, he's a great story, played at Pitt, all that. And so it was a cool thing to have going there, but he kept fumbling the ball in gigantic spots and and literally fumbled two games away and in what would have been a playoff season so I don't I don't uh, take Kevin Colbert to task for moving on from James Conner good for him though to be having this resurgence there in in the desert maybe he'll get to the Super Bowl and you know what maybe you'll get to the Super Bowl too with the money you make betting along with your pals here at minus three make sure you do it fanduel.com slash minus three the word minus the number three is how you do it we'll be back after the weekend's action for you to try and make sense of what you just saw and as we get closer and closer to the playoffs both nfl and college and hockey and nba heating up there i don't know what my pens are going to do without jake Gensel, but either way we'll try and make sense of all of it for you on the other side of the weekend until then thanks so much sports fans it's been a thin slice of heaven